embrace the risk, lean into into their fears, and become more self-directed and take back control of their lives and their education and, you know, get off the conveyor belt is a, is a favorite saying of ours. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and I am so excited about today's guest because Kylon Ginger is a 100% autonomous human being, an educational thought leader, and a serial entrepreneur. He has founded and co-founded multiple businesses in the construction, food service, fitness, real estate, and online education industry since 2013. He is the creator and host of the successful Dropout podcast and has been featured in BuzzFeed and the Huffington Post, among other publications. Kylon, welcome to the show. Hey, Dr. Richard. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here on The Daily Helping. We appreciate it 100%. And it's funny, speaking of 100%, I, I said this before, I love in your intro that you describe yourself as a 100% autonomous human being, which implies at some level that perhaps some of us are not 100% autonomous. <laughs> tell, tell, us, tell us what you meant by that. Oh, 100% autonomous human being, uh, you know, basically to me means I have, I have complete self-governance, um, you know, at least to a pretty significant degree. And I, I, I can act independently. I have the freedom uh, to, to do so. Uh, with my my time and what I put my my money and time and effort into, what I build now down to where I live, and and uh, that's sort of been my my goal through life um, is to to always be that way. And I uh, guess you could say that uh, that need started at a young age, just being homeschooled and having a lot of freedom growing up at a very young age. And we lived in the mountains, and so I've just always been used to that. So now. Uh, you know, getting a little older, needing to, you know, pay the bills and have a job. And uh, I'm married seven years as of actually today is our anniversary. Um, I've just kind of kept that as a, as a trend being hundred percent autonomous has kind of always been, been the goal. And I'm happy to say that's, uh, that's the case still today. Well, one happy anniversary (laughs) Two, I think that what you said is really powerful and resonates, I'm sure, with many of our listeners, because what you're doing is what people aspire to do, right? The people listening to the show and other programs like this is to become that 100% best version of themselves to break free from what society tells us we need to do, like work a 40-hour work week and climb the ladder rung by rung slowly over years. What your position is, is no, that's not true at all. Yeah, yeah, and and one thing I want to be clear about because I know that this is a 
something that's really cliche that anybody listening to this podcast has probably heard on a hundred other podcasts is the the laptop you know style lifestyle entrepreneur that comes on and you know they're a millionaire at at twenty five years old and living in Bali sipping mai tais and working like four hours a week you know you got the four hour work week book and and all that stuff and I, you know that's that's not the case here i I still probably work an average of of forty sometimes you know fifty sixty hours a week you know I'm not a, a millionaire yet um i I will be I fully expect that you know it's not this sort of unreachable uh lifestyle that I have um and in fact in many ways I think <laughs> getting to this point has been a lot harder than than most people would think. You know, I didn't come up with a million dollar business idea or something that's just generating $10,000 of passive income. I'm only putting a couple hours a week into it, you know. <laughs> um it's it's been a, a been a journey, but you know, I've just stayed consistent with making sure every decision I make is, you know, gives me the maximum time and financial freedom, you know, and that ever since I was young, basically. That is the one thing that I hear a lot of people on my show and others speak about is they speak about freedom as essentially two components, financial freedom, of course, but time freedom being so important. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, it, it was a while back that I sort of made the switch in my, my personal goals to make them more, more oriented towards what I wanted to do with my time and who I wanted to spend my time with instead of how much money I wanted to make. You know, when you talk to people about about their goals or when people are setting goals, a lot of the times it tends to lean more to the to the monetary end of things, uh, you know, the material end of things. People want X amount of money, you know, a million dollars net worth by, you know, XYZ age. Um, they want this kind of house and this type of car. Problem with that, and and I used to set all my goals sort of according to that, and this was this idea of success in my mind. If I reach sort of these financial and material benchmarks, the, the issue with that is that <laughs> there's a lot of different ways to make money. And, you know, if if money and sort of these financial and material goals are your first priority, then you're going to do whatever it takes to to get those, right? You're going to work however many hours, you're going to take the job or the opportunity that that brings you the most money, but it may not give you the kind of time freedom that you want or the kind of lifestyle that you want. So several years back, I decided to sort of reframe my goals and to set my goals more towards, you know, this is the kind of lifestyle I want. Like this is, this is how I want to spend my time and who I want to spend. This is who I want to spend my time with, um, were kind of the two most important things. And the, the money has sort of come as a result of pursuing those those time and relational goals first. And so now I'm at a point today where the money is there, that that stuff is growing. We just moved, I just told you we moved to our our dream location about seven months ago. But I'm still able to spend my my time and and uh the way I want to and and with whom I want to. And that's the most important thing, you know, in life to me at the end of at the end of your life, you know, you're not going to wish you'd worked more. You're going to wish you'd spent more time with loved ones or, or good friends and wish you would have spent more time on probably experiences. You know, it's just all too tempting if, if your only goal is to make a million bucks to sort of work yourself to, to death. And at the end of the day, end up with a life. You might have some money, but maybe not a, a life or some relationships that you're 
you're as proud of. I, I love everything that you said, and you've alluded to this a couple of times. You've kind of given us some glimpses into your journey, the homeschooling and, and the freedom that you had. But you do have a really unique story to share. So I yes. wondered if you could take us back and, and, and share that with, with everybody. Yeah, I'll do kind of a broad overview and, and uh, we can go deep wherever you feel like it because there's, there's some great stories at each sort of season in my life. But um, I, so I grew up in, in the mountains in a cabin. Myself and my siblings were all homeschooled. Uh, my mom taught us from home. My dad was an entrepreneur. So entrepreneurship sort of runs in the family and he worked from home um, building a business uh, that he was extremely passionate and curious about. And so I grew up observing that. I grew up obviously with a lot of freedom to, oh, you know, to to spend my time pursuing sort of innate curiosities I had because of, of homeschooling and to be really, um, you know, I learned to be really self-directed because of that homeschooling experience. I only went to uh, like a, a formal school um, for my my sophomore and senior years of of high school, and I think you know that that was a really good decision too. After high school, sort of fell into what I think that the trap is most people fall into. You just um, there's this pressure to have your your life figured out and this your your trajectory sort of figured out, and if you don't, the next best step is to to go to college, and that's just sort of a given. It was back then still is for a lot of people now. And, and so after high school, I just automatically made plans to go to college and didn't really give it much thought, but I got about, uh, got a couple months in, I was taking a, a marketing class at the time and, uh, realized some very key things, um, in that class that we can go over later that caused me to just make the decision to drop out until, I really discovered what it is I wanted to to do with my life. And I was paying for these classes out of my own pocket. And uh, it, it just didn't make sense to me at the time. Um, so I ended up just dropping out after only about two and a half, three months in college. And uh, a couple months after that, I ended up becoming the youth pastor at my local church that I had been involved with uh, for a long time. I, I did that for, for two years, actually. And so at 19 years old, I was making a, a, a full-time salary as a, as a youth pastor and um, helped my church grow our, our youth group. I don't know if people listening are familiar with, with youth groups and, and that sort of environment, but uh, we did very well, and it was a really good experience. Ended up getting married at 21 years old, left ministry. I just needed a, a bit of a break. Uh, worked in construction for a year as just sort of a construction grunt while I trained for the uh, the Navy. I'd wanted to be a Navy SEAL since I was like 12 years old. You know, one of my philosophies in life is to, to and especially early on, was to pursue multiple interests, you know, to really just make sure uh, I sort of left no stone unturned as far as what I might be interested in or what I might want to do with my life. And so ever since I could remember, I'd wanted to enlist in the military and try to try to to run with the best of the best you know and and that was the United States uh, Navy seals and so trained for a year after I got married for that I, I was gonna say I, I can only imagine that there in the history of Navy seals have probably been very few that were pastors as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably not and and again man that was a 
that was a journey too, um, to be able to uh, wrestle with with your beliefs and come up with you know the the conviction to to move forward with the decision, like moving from ministry into to, into the military. Um, but again, you know, it's it, it's all about it's about that autonomy and it's about being self directed and it's about it's about not accepting almost you know the norms of your time or the status quo and and sort of questioning uh, everything. Um, I, I love the concept of doing and thinking unconventionally and so do all my listeners on the show. And so that's sort of how I've lived my life and it's, it's worked out well. So, so it's, yeah, the story is very unconventional. And, and so from, from youth pastor to kind of construction to, uh, military, I, I ended up getting, uh, my seal contract, went into the Navy, went through boot camp, uh, got into buds. If people are familiar, it's kind of the first initial six month, uh, training, where they sort of weed out everybody who wants it from from those who don't. Um, I ended up, long story short, getting injured in that training process and opting for a medical discharge from the Navy a little over a year after I had enlisted, which looking back now, I think was a, was a good decision. Um, we were stationed in Florida at the time, my wife and I, and immediately after that, I moved back home and started my first business. And that was a residential and commercial painting company um, and in the course of, and that was in 2013, and in the course of three years after that, starting that painting company, uh, myself and my business partner, we built uh, two other businesses, a, a hot yoga studio and a juice bar. And so we building three different businesses and three different industries over three years. Then I eventually, I, I ended up selling the painting company to my business partner a couple of years back now. Uh, we still have the juice bar and the yoga studio and both my wife and my business partner's wife and actually my sister, we brought her in, uh, tend to run that. And, uh, and from there I went on to do a bunch of different, different stuff. I've, I, I do some real estate, like some house flipping sort of on the side when I feel like it, it's something I really enjoy. Uh, we're looking for more rentals now. I, did a had a built a an online course and sort of website resource for small business owners to develop more systems in their business and that was kind of a flop. I've done some e-commerce, Amazon FBA stuff. Um, eventually, I over a year ago now I started the podcast Successful Dropout and that's been that's been very successful and and we're looking at what what that looks like long term. And yeah, let's see. I was also for several of those years I was also in a band with with my business partner and we. We toured all up and down the the West Coast and recorded with Jack Johnson's producer uh, Robert Carranza down in L.A. and did some really fun stuff there. So life has been really interesting, and I guess all that to say, uh, I can look back now and truthfully say that I, I have tasted and tried and, and, and succeeded or or even failed at um, all, all the things I've ever wanted to do. You know, I have a lot of checks check marks on my on my uh, bucket list, and it's you know. We've had some some tough times and a lot of really good times. I mean, our first company almost went bankrupt in 2014. Uh, I thought it's like the most depressed I've ever been. I've had had a panic attack, my first panic attack ever, and I don't get panic attacks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just miserable sometimes. Those experiences now have just made me a better person. And obviously, you you know, the failures are only failures if you don't learn from them. And, and we did. And, and now we're we're where we're at. And some, so a lot of that hard work in, in entrepreneurship is starting to, to pay off. And, 
no regrets. Truly a, a, a live like no one else now so you can live like no one else later kind of lifestyle. <laughs> Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you. And I can't wait to see where you'll go. Kylan, there are so many points we could go back and drill down. But what I found so striking about your share is that all of these things you just kind of threw yourself into. Very clearly, having gone from hot yoga to juice bar to construction to real estate to e-com, these are not things that you had advanced training in. You just went for it. And I think there's something to be said for that because I know one of the challenges that a lot of entrepreneurs have is that they wait for things to be perfect, that they're waiting for those stars to align and what you're saying is no, you just go for it. Correct. I mean, the biggest, the biggest failure, you know, is just not trying at all. Or there's that cliche saying, you know, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't, you don't take. It's like, well, no, duh. But that's that's kind of the biggest thing that I mean. Yeah, people people have dreams and they have ambitions, but um, there's that that fear there, the fear of taking the risk. And I learned a long time ago, you, you just got to do it. And the, the path is never going to feel 100% clear before you. And I often give this analogy, like you're coming to a, a bridge uh, crossing a, a ravine and there's a lot of fog. So you can't see the other side of the bridge. All you can see is say a quarter of the way down it. Um, but as you continue to take steps out on that bridge and make your way to the other side of the ravine, you know, eventually that fog starts to dissipate or you're able to just continue to see, you know, a few feet ahead and you can eventually see the end. And that's sort of what what life is like. You're, you know, you want to begin with the end in mind and make a solid plan. But uh, beyond that, a lot of things don't go according to plan and you just kind of got to get started. And I talk about a concept a lot on our show uh, called just in time learning. People have this idea, for instance, the the person who who is working to get some sort of business degree before they start a business. And they have this idea that this business degree is essential for starting this business. Um, and we, we make the argument that it's not. We have a lot of very successful entrepreneurs on the show that dropped out of, out of high school. Um, but the common factor among all of them is that they've, they've mastered the art of what I like to call just in time learning. And, you know, it's, uh, formal schooling will teach you, for the most part, just in case learning. You learn a bunch of stuff and a bunch of theory and and regurgitate a bunch of stuff on tests um, to hopefully give yourself a well-rounded education and and prepare yourself for anything. And what happens is, you know, people are graduating sort of prepared for everything and and also nothing at the same time. Um, and 
you know, spending a bunch of money on a degree that they don't necessarily need. And we can go all into all that later. But just in time, learning is sort of a way to to combat that where you you are always you are only learning things in the context of taking action and taking steps forward. And so, for instance, when we when we built a hot yoga studio, like we we had no idea how to build a hot yoga studio. You know, we had zero <laughs> experience there. But, you know, we knew what the next, the first step was. The first step was to create a business plan so we could raise some funding and, and also figure out what the heck we were doing and what this was going to take. And the step after that is to just get online and start searching for, you know, Google how to, how to start a hot yoga studio, uh, talk to some other owners across the country and, and pick their brains and, and to sort of learn as you, as you need to learn it. Um, and in that way, you're always learning in the context of doing. And also, you're always learning in, in the context, typically, of something you're really curious about. And, and what that does is it creates like this, this incredible retention. You know, you remember the things you learn, and it's that much more effective. And then you're being very effective with your time and also, you know, your money. And so I think that is something that really separates uh, some people that have succeeded a, a lot at a, at a younger age versus people that haven't, that are sort of just ingesting all this stuff they think they need to know that really has, you know, isn't applicable to, to the real world. Kylan, you, you made me think about, as you were sharing this, just in case versus just in time learning, uh, a little bit of the millionaire next door and the millionaire mind talking about you know, the different paths one can take. And one thing that always struck me in in the millionaire next door was that uh, a large, and I don't remember the percentage, but you might, uh, there's you know, looking at the millionaires. And yep. many of them, of course, did go get Know, undergraduate degrees and then follow along and get postgraduate degrees. But many of them didn't. And in fact, there was a very large number of millionaires whose GPAs in high schools were like 2.5 or something like that. Right. And, and so, you know, the, you made me think of that because the, the just in time learning is essentially experiential things you're passionate about versus here here's what you know the university says it has to cram down your throats to maintain its accreditation status which is very very interesting i am curious though and this is something you, you kind of teased about 10 minutes ago you said there were some key things that happened a couple months on that gave you this mindset shift this mindset shift upon which you realized that college probably wasn't for you what were those things you know the moment i decided to drop out it was <laughs> Again, it was it was the willingness to question the the status quo, which I realize can be kind of tough for people to to naturally do. I you know I was lucky enough having grown up just in a homeschooling environment and just sort of that was that was the culture I had growing up. So it, it went by the time I got to college, it was just natural to be like, wait a second, like is this does this actually make sense for me right now or am I just doing things because? And so for some people it might take some time to get into this mindset. But for me, I the specific instance was I remember uh reading this book, uh we <laughs> the 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 class, you know, this marketing class, we had, you know, of course our marketing textbook and and it was like two thousand nine and I was looking at the front of the book and it, this book was like published in 2000 and, and I'm not, you know, I, I knew enough about marketing and stuff to realize that a lot of this information was probably obsolete, you know, in the last, in the last nine years and that it, 
it takes, you know, it takes a lot of time to approve a curriculum, you know, a college course. And, and by that time, especially in sort of the, these tech subjects and stuff, a lot of this information is obsolete. And that sort of led to uh, talking to our our professor one day and she, I found out that she had zero marketing experience. She'd never worked for a firm. She never owned her own business or done any kind of marketing. And essentially all we were doing was just reading through the textbook and doing the material. And I'm paying out of pocket for this class. And so, you know, of course I'm thinking I could just take this book and go home and, and do the same work. And, and it was at that point, you know, it was just like, I'm only doing this because it's what, my parents are thinking I should do because it's what my peers are doing because it's what society does. Like you just go to college after high school. That's the only reason I'm doing this. And so I, I said, well, that's, that's just not a good enough reason. And a lot of that probably had to do with the fact that I was paying for it out of pocket. And so I, uh, I just made the decision to drop out until I, you know, just at least take a temporary leave of absence until I figured out what, what I wanted to do. And uh, that eventually led to, I, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I dropped out, but it did lead to this opportunity working at, at my church. And man, that was, that, that's what did it for me is after, after even just two months working at this church, you know, I just, I was thrown into this environment where all of a sudden I was responsible for like 30, 30 youth. And then I was responsible for like doubling and tripling that growth. And I had to do it and figure it out and, and make it happen. Um, and I learned more in, in just two months and then eventually two years there than I think I would have ever (laughs) learned, uh, in a more of a formal education environment. I mean, for people familiar with ministry and like, you know, and I was serious about it, you know, we, we actually did grow our youth group. We did very well. And the way I structured it was all of our, all of our youth, uh, it was, it was completely youth run. There were very few adults, actually everything from, all the sound and lights and music and to, to like the, the sermon or the, or the message for the youth group that week was done by students. And so I had to build teams and, and you're dealing with volunteers. You don't have the carrot and stick of, of, you know, firing somebody and giving them a paycheck. And it just, it taught me a lot about a lot of skills that I use later on building these businesses and entrepreneurship and just completely. So this real life experience is what I got. And it just convinced me that like I'm not going <laughs> to after that I was like I'm not going to go back to college I'm not going to get a degree this is all I need to do, need to do it goes back to that questioning everything and one of the themes that has kept coming up in our discussion essentially is the challenging societal norms mm-hmm. yeah you know, the society tells us to do all these things that you decided not to do I'm curious when when you made that decision what what was the reaction like from family and friends, did you get pushback or were people supportive of you when you said, no, I I don't think this is for me? Yeah. So that's a great, great decision. It's probably one of the number one uh, questions we get on the, on successful dropout is how, what do I do about my parents and my, my peers? You know, my parents were, were definitely uh, pretty skeptical and, uh, but eventually supportive, you know, because within a, within a month, you know, I, I did the, like, I, I was living at home still. So after I dropped out, like, I pretty much hung out with friends and played video games and just goofed off for for a few weeks. But but uh, you know, it was a month or two after I dropped out that I was that I got this job at our church. And so I think at that point, um, 
they they took me seriously and saw like, hey, you know, he's he's got some potential to succeed, you know, without a degree, and maybe this is just another way. So I didn't get a lot of pushback from my parents, in other words. And my my friends, honestly, I I was also lucky enough to grow up in a group of friends that thought the same way for the most part as well, at least my closest friends. There were definitely a few that that questioned it, but at the end of the day I didn't I didn't care. And and a lot of them were in my youth group. And here I am 19 years old leading them, making a, a salary in this position that usually some 35, you know, 40 year old is in. And so they didn't really have a lot of uh, ammunition to throw at me when it came to like, hey, you know, loser, you should go back and get a degree because you're not making anything of yourself. It's like, (laughs) 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 so, yeah, but definitely, yeah, that can definitely be a challenge for for people I know. And we have we we have some episodes and stuff that cover that and we have some actual some practical strategies that that you can use for talking to your parents and and your peers. Outstanding. And we'll link to that in the show notes as well. I did want to, because we, we've we've brought it up a couple of times, you've talked about, you've mentioned episodes of your podcast. Let's talk about the Successful Dropout podcast. What was your inspiration for creating it and talk about where it is today and, and where it's going? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, so after being involved in a bunch of brick and mortar businesses, a lot of physical entrepreneurial endeavors, uh, starting some sort of online business or community was becoming to look more and more attractive to myself. And, and a podcast is something I always wanted to do. I love I love interacting with people and and you know teaching and inspiring. And so I was actually uh, helping my sister come up with a name for her podcast. And we were just throwing names out there. And I threw out the name Successful Dropout. And she didn't like it, but it, it kind of stuck with me. And it was one of those cliche moments where um, eventually this whole vision sort of flooded into my head for a podcast idea and and the audience I would speak to and the kind of, the kind of content that I would produce. And so I, I did a little bit more research and uh, discovered there really wasn't anything like that out there yet. And there was an opportunity for me to really set myself up as an authority in the space, not to mention, you know, talk to and develop a community around people like myself. Um, and so, uh, I, about a month and a half later, I, I launched it with the first uh, few episodes and I kept pumping out content for about eight months or so after that with <laughs> nobody really listening. I didn't have any sort of social media following in, in the Navy, because of the nature of our training, we had to get rid of any sort of ties to the to any sort of social media. Completely launching from scratch, and then uh, then we did end up getting picked up by BuzzFeed and featured as as one of uh, or number fifteen out of a couple a few other podcasts to to subscribe to moving forward in two thousand seventeen. And uh, that, and a combination of a few other things, um, it, it just it just grew really rapidly. Um, so now here we are, uh, about a year, a little over a year later, and we've got a thriving community of um, unconventional thinkers and doers, like really self-directed people. The majority of our listeners are between the ages of 16 and 25, high school, college students. Some of them dropped out. Some of them haven't. Some of them have even decided because of the podcast to continue with a degree, and we we actively encourage that as well. You know, we don't we don't just sit there bash and bash college all day long. I have I have episodes where I've we've had a, a three way conversation with myself, uh, another doctor actually, and a, a guy who went more the the 
conventional route and got a degree and they're both doing very well for themselves. And we discussed the pros and cons of a, of a degree and who should and who shouldn't go to college and, and complete that. And so, um, yeah, we're not just bashing college. It's just, it's sort of this open discussion. And then we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and really anything, you know, my, my sort of tagline is that, that, that podcast is for the rebels, um, the outliers, the innovators, and, and those who dare to dream and act on their dreams. And so, uh, the face group, Facebook group is, is going really well now and, um, you know, very active. And I think, I think people are just realizing that, uh, even though to, to, to sort of, to sort of embrace, embrace the risk, lean into, into their fears and become more self-directed and take back control of their lives and their education and, you know, get off the conveyor belt is a, is a favorite saying of ours to, to get off the conveyor belt, um, and, and take back control. And, uh, so I'm really proud of the community and, and, uh, love everybody that's a part of it. <laughs> that's awesome. And where do you see yourself three, five years from now? Uh, it's a good question. I, I am, I am not sure, you know, I, <laughs> things change so much, especially with technology and the, just the way the world progresses. It's, it's very hard for me to, to think or set really, uh, you know, goals or plans in stone, like five, five, ten years from now. Um, it's more like a couple, couple of years from now, maybe max, but I, I suppose I would like to see myself, you know, successful dropout isn't going anywhere. Uh, it's extremely, I'm extremely passionate about it. And, uh, our vision, uh, for it is, is large. If anybody's familiar with the community, biggerpockets.com uh, for kind of real estate, that's the overall vision we have for successful dropout. Um, for people that just want to, yeah, just questioning, uh, questioning the status quo and, uh, you know, mostly like college and, and high school students. That's what we're trying to build. But man, for me, that's a great question, man. I, I am not exactly sure. You know, I, we, we live in our dream location now and I, for the most part, I get to spend my time doing work that I, I love and, and with people that I love. And so I, you know, people, when somebody asks me, you know, how I'm doing, my typical response is I'm living the dream. And it's, it's, you know, it's not, uh, it's not a lie. <laughs> yeah. I think when a lot of people say that, they say it very sarcastically, like, you know, they hate their boss right. or something like that. <laughs> you literally are living the dream. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it doesn't mean like, you know, yesterday we, yesterday we got a lot of bad news with one of our businesses. We're being audited. And I think, you know, it's going to, it'll be okay. We have everything everything together. And it's like, again, I'm, I'm always so careful because I know there's so many podcasts out there with people just, yeah, I'm making, I'm making, you know, six figures. I'm making $200,000 a year, just working four hours a week from my laptop and living in Hawaii or whatever. And it's, it's, you know, and buy, buy my $5,000 course. <laughs> so you can learn how to make $5,000 a month or something, something funny like that. And, and, you know, again, that's, that's not, that's not the, yeah, that's not the case here. What I've done is very doable for anybody who's willing to sort of step outside their this realm of of being comfortable and sort of following the status quo. But it's a lot of hard work. You know, there's a lot of uh, it's taken a lot to to get to where we're at, and the journey's of course not over. I don't think I'll ever reach a point where I'm like, now I've made it, now I'm successful, uh, and that's that's not what I want to do. There's a tagline I, I use at the end of every single episode I've ever produced, and it's. It's a, a tagline, uh, sort of a slogan from Steve Jobs that he stole from 
uh, Whole Earth catalog back in 1973, but it's stay hungry, stay foolish. And essentially what that that means is, you know, always keep adding rungs to the ladder, keep on setting, you know, what's the next goal, never be satisfied. And then the stay foolish part, you know, that that's just about, you know, never, uh, never get, you know, don't, don't get too comfortable, never be afraid to think outside the box to, to question, um, to think differently and to do differently and to sort of lean into your, lean into your fears. I love everything that you just said. And I, I didn't realize I've heard that quote before. I didn't realize Steve Jobs lifted it from a yep. uh, food catalog. That's really funny. Uh, Kyle, we could probably spend all day talking about these stories. I, I loved everything you shared today, but we are kind of at the end here time-wise. As you know, I wrap up every episode by asking my guest a single question, which is what is your biggest helping? The single most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after listening to us today? Yeah. You know, I think it's along the lines of what we've been talking about and sort of the the general theme and philosophy of successful dropout. Um, but, you know, it's, I would say to people listening that one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is just to accept the norms of your time, you know, whatever that looks like. And that not accepting the norm is sort of the secret, I think, to really big success and, and changing the world. Um, if you look back at, at all the people that have, that we admire now as innovators and people that have sort of made a dent in the universe and, and pushed, pushed society forward, they're all, they were all at the time people that question what, what wasn't normal to question. And a lot of them were looked down on for that. Um, some of them weren't, but a lot of them were. And, uh, but it, at the end of the day, um, those were the people that sort of stepped out in boldness and did and, and did things differently and thought differently. And that's what pushed the world forward. That's what uh, really made a significant impact and sort of um, solidified uh, th- their legacy. And so that's sort of the general message, I guess, I, w- I would like to, to leave people with. Fantastic. Kylon, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at SuccessfulDropout.com um, or at Kylan Ginger um, on just about every social media platform. And, I, you know, my, I don't make any money from the podcast. Um, it's, there's no sort of monetary uh, uh, incentive there for me. Eventually, I, I will. But, you know, my favorite part of, of all of this is just getting to chat with people. I probably respond to emails and messages and even phone calls. I give out my number. People text me um, probably an average of like one to two hours a day. And I just I just love that part. So if, if you have questions, about anything we talked about today, um, feel free to, to hit me up. I'd love to chat. And we will have, I'm not going to put your phone number in the show notes, but we will have all your, <laughs> your social links and, and the website up there so people can find Perfect. you on our show notes on the Daily Helping website and the app. But uh, Kylon, thank you so much for being here. It was a great episode. I really enjoyed talking to you. Everything you said really resonated with me, and I'm sure it does with our listeners as well. And for those of you in your car on the treadmill or listening at home. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us a five-star review because this is what helps other people find the podcast. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know them, and post it in your feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others.